0: thank you for tuning into calvary life keller's weekly sermon podcast we hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with jesus for more information about our service times and locations please visit us at www.calvarylife.us father god we thank you for this day we thank you for life health and strength We thank you, Lord, that you chose us (laughs) and we get to be in your presence today. We don't take it lightly. I yield. I yield to you, Lord God. I ask you, Lord, to let the Holy Spirit take over. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, I'm doing like a shortcut, you know. Uh, This series of For Real, For Real Faith has been amazing It has really catapulted my faith. It's reawakened, sort of like renewed a sense of uh, not complacency, but you know how you go through things and you go through many trials and you go through many storms and you have faith in God. But you stop asking in faith like you used to. And am I the only one? And and Pastor Gwenmar really challenged me when he started this series. And he said something that really touched me. He said, When is the church gonna start believing again? And I I, I that that I wrestled with that for several weeks. I know he had some real powerful points, but that 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 statement, that question really challenged me because we are living in perilous times. How many of you know that? We are living in dark times. And with that, if we're not careful to not filter everything that we experience through the lens of God, we will lack faith. Amen. Because sometimes we allow our experiences to trump God's word. And so what I'm going to do today is simply review. I don't think we need to move past this series because it was so rich. It was so rich. If you haven't heard it, if you heard pieces of it, please go back. You won't be disappointed because it's like God is speaking to you directly. And I feel it's not only it's the word of God, but it's prophetic for where we're going. Amen. And so. I I benefited from this series and I feel like my faith has been reestablished in this. And I was just thinking about Afghanistan, Haiti, just the political stance of this world today and how and how difficult it must be for people. Right. It must be difficult for us to trust in God through all circumstances, because we care about people, but then we hear another thing and then another thing. And it's so easy to walk by faith and not by sight. It's so easy. And so that's why I think the scriptures on on faith are so and so important. In 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, Does anybody know that people are lovers of themselves, like for real, for real, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to your parents. I want to stay here for a minute. Disobedient. Just kidding. I won't look at my son because he's grown. No, but disobedient. (laughs) Disobedient to parents. People have a disregard for your parents, you know? I would at least act like I was gonna listen to my parents, you know, before I disobeyed them. Kids nowadays would just say, I don't wanna do it. What do you mean? Where's the fear of God? Where's the fear of men, right? So, so there's, a there's a difference in this time we're living in. People are unthankful. We're unthankful. In this country, we have so much, and we could be so unthankful as we throw away leftovers every night as we drive up into our paved parking uh, driveways and flush our toilets and turn on our ACs, we talk about persecution. We don't know real persecution as of yet. So it's important this series, just not only reawakened my faith, it laid a foundation. It, 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 it was a foundation that, that, that solidified me in a different way. And, and, I, and I don't want you to pass this, people who've been walking with the Lord for a long time, because in found, I learned about foundations in Texas because there's a lot of foundational problems in houses. And so when, when, when you have a foundation problem, sometimes you don't tear down the whole house. You have to shore up those foundations. You have to shore up where you've been disappointed and you stop believing you have to shore up where you trusted somebody and they disappointed you, and we transfer that onto the faith of God. We have to shore up those things, and so I, I loved what, what, what Pastor Gwinmar said about people. He said he said people sometimes trust in their circumstances and not God, and 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 the definition that he gave us at the start of this series was on faith is trusting something uh, that you cannot explicitly prove. It does not make sense. Intellectual assent is believing something is true. We learned that the chair was designed to support um, to p- support and to sit. Trust is relying on that something to be true. So, so trust, he said was um, believing that that chair can hold you, amen? And so, Trust is actually sitting in that chair. Like, I believe that chair can hold me. Trust is the action of sitting in that chair. And and I remember when Pastor Steve, we thought we took a little side bar, but he really solidified our faith when he talked about the new man. Remember that? That, that we're made in the image of God. Go back and listen to that, especially that first session, that first sermon that he did, he taught us that Jesus is the express image of God in Hebrews thirteen eight, And he said, when we put on Christ, we put on the image of God. So how can I put on the image of God when I'm putting on Fox news, when I'm putting on CNN, when I'm putting on uh, 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 my favorite person that I follow, when I put on that more than I put on the word of God. So this message is just to review and to set our faith as a priority, as a top priority, because we get weary. It's nothing to do about do you love God or not good people get tired how many good people have gotten tired of disappointment tired of bad news tired of betrayal but it's a part of life and so our new man that that pastor Steve talked about he stated that we we the new man is renewed in knowledge renewed in knowledge what, what type of knowledge are you being renewed in what type of knowledge are you being are you filtering your life's decisions You know, I have great friends. I love them. And some friends. See, I I have a lot of friends, not because I'm so cool. I have a lot of friends because I can accept people as they are. (laughs) Okay, I understand that I have work friends. I understand that I have walking friends. I have friends that just make me laugh. Right. And so I know what friends I can listen to (laughs) and I know what friends I don't need to take advice from. I have one friend, I I call her negative Nancy, no disrespect to you, Nancy, but I call her negative Nancy because before she even you give a response, she say, man, I'm dealing with this hard thing. And her thing is like, get rid of them get rid of that person, throw it away. I'm like, I wouldn't have nothing. I wouldn't have no friends if I listened to you, right? Right. So we have to be careful what we allow ourselves to, to what information we are not allow ourselves to be renewed in, but it has to be according to the image of him that created him. Knowing the truth makes us free, John 8, 32, and we can be renewed in the spirit of of our minds in Ephesians 4.23. And uh, Pastor Joaquin, oh man, it's getting hot in here as I'm thinking about it. He's talking about the temperature of our faith. That was good. That was good because it was like close to the end of the series. And I had some, you know, I was getting uh, my mind renewed, learning about what faith was, being secured in the word. And then he said, he challenged us to check our faith tank. Oh, I was like, what is he talking about, faith tank? To make sure that it doesn't run on empty, I love that, and it reinforced for me spending time with him and those who lift you up. I got something. When 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 you spend time with people, and you're you're, you're you feel down or you feel anxious, I'm not talking about some of the time, but they just have a way of just, well, you know, that sarcasm, that that not believing who you are. They don't push you towards the call of God in your life. You know, sometimes it's not what they say, it's what they don't say. It's, it's, it's the awkward pause. It's the, well, you know, God knows your heart. I need friends that are going to push me in the things of God, even when my flesh doesn't want to. I want them to empathize with what I'm going through. But after they let me cry, after they let me complain, they say, well, you know, you have a calling in your life. You know, God died for you. You know that that gift is not just for you. It's for the sphere of influence that I've given you. We need friends that are, that will lift us up and, and, and the temperature of our faith. He said, who are we at connecting with to encourage our faith? And then I asked Joaquin one poignant question. I asked him, I said, what was the one point that you wanted me to reiterate today? What was the one point that you found that in your studies about the temperature of your faith really got you? And he said, your faith is like a fire. Your faith is like a fire. The hotter it is, the more we can do with it. Sometimes we don't know that we have lost our faith. Paul talks about departing from the faith, that, that there's going to be a falling away. And that falling away isn't like a rejection. It's not like an instant thing. It's like one disappointment, one disappointment, one disappointment. And I don't know if God really meant sex before marriage wasn't right. I don't know if I could... Uh, I I think, well, if they love each other, love is love. it's, It's not a pulling away that's quick. It's a pulling away that shifts you from your core beliefs. It shifts you from the word of God. And we are living in an age where that is happening more now than ever more now than ever. And and Pastor Grimmar, he messed me up last week with that alignment message. How many of you were here for that alignment message? He he messed me up. He said, your alignment is not, gr-. he said, what, what did you say? You said alignment with God is more important, important than your assignment with God. Your alignment is more important than your assignment. I was like, what? so i'm so me i have to put my place i have to put my dreams i have to put my hopes i have to put my expectations i have to put that under under the authority of god he said many times we want god to bless our relationships bless our business ventures bless our children and we don't we don't ask god how does what do we need to do we don't ask him what what place should we be at? So the blessings could flow. We say, okay, God, this is the situation I'm in. Fix it. And we want to get everybody to support us. We want to get everybody to support our situation versus saying, God, what do you think about me? What do you think about this situation? And then getting in alignment with God says. Alignment is important, especially as a woman. You know, alignment. When I get in alignment with my husband, even when my face is funny, and I'm like, why are we doing that? I don't understand. Why are we doing that? And I I say, okay, Lord, help me. Why why are we doing that? It doesn't make sense. And then I see that alignment, we have to get in agreement because my health is affected, my finances are affected. Things don't flow when there's not alignment with God in alignment with the authority that God has placed over you. Oh, we don't like to hear that today. Things, are, things flow. We wonder, people say, why do all these things happen to me? Why, why am I always in the wrong place at the wrong time? I don't understand. Every person I meet, every person I meet, they do this to me. Well, maybe we're going to the wrong well. Mm. Maybe God is trying to get us over here so we can trust him trust that all provision flows from him. I love that. I love that. And 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 I just think that this faith is so important that that we have areas of unbelief, but God is there to help our um belief. Amen. And so I want to read 2 Timothy 4:1 because I think this is really an anchor for us. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, we, some, not all, I don't believe we, we, come, we don't have to be a part of that. Some, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies, hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot ironism hypocrisy, having their own conscience here with how, okay, if you, but I'm going down to six, so for one I just read and I'm jumping down to six, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourish in the words of faith and good doctrine, nourish in the words of faith and good doctrine, nourish in the words of faith and good doctrine, that's important, nourish in the words of faith. For real, for real, faith and good doctrine. Nourished in both the words of faith we need. Exhortation, we need expository teaching. we need faith because it produces good fruit in our lives right we, we Some people don't like the word of faith ministers because it it, it 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 encourages us, however, it's not complete, right? We need good doctrine because words of faith it can be general for general areas of our life, for our finances, for our for our health, and it produces good fruit. but the Bible, good doctrine, word upon word, line upon line, and not taking the word out of context to make it. What we want. We need both. With the cultural trends, there's such a delusion. The Bible said demons of doctrines is well packaged. I was reading that in the, in, the, in the concordances. One thing that was so true were over the three or four concordances I read, they had some varying differences, but it said it's well packaged. Demons and doctrines are well packaged. They're they're from our government. They're from our school systems. They're well packaged. They're well packaged. And if you just have the word of faith, and if you, you need it to be complete, you need the word of faith, but you also need sound doctrine. Amen. And so I just love that we have such a, 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 an array of leaders in our church and pastors who have different perspectives because it makes us complete. Amen. It makes us whole. It makes the full counsel of the word be taught. Amen. So we need the word of faith because we want to have victory. We need to understand who we are in Christ. We need to be victorious. And and Paul says that's not all we need. We need good doctrine, which is superior, right? Which is noble, which is doctrine for our lives. That's going to stay To keep us stayed on him when the world is going crazy. Amen. So if we are going to be victorious in these perilous times, we need to ingest both the word of faith and good doctrine. We need them both. There's a divide in the church with us, faith and faith. That's I believe in the scripture. No, we need both. Amen. Amen. We need to put a foundation underneath our children of the word of faith and good doctrine of our nieces, of our nephews. For real, for real, faith is part of that foundation. Amen. We need to. Th- th- our kids are just going like sheeps you know, led to slaughter. If we're not telling them who they are in Christ, the world would tell them who they are in Christ. The world would tell them that whatever they're feeling or just the normal confusion of life, they will validate that at 10 years old, 10 years old. So we can't be afraid to not only... Get the word of God for ourselves and know who we are created to be and get that image and get that foundation of faith. But we are called to transmit that to our children. And so in reviewing this wonderful series, For Real, For Real Faith, I just wanted to add two things that Jesus said about faith. Can we talk about Jesus and what he said about faith? I think that would be a good pulling together of this series. Let's turn to Mark 25, 34, very familiar passage. Um, it is a, a wonderful package. And I said, God, what? Uh, this has been done before, but he kept bringing me back to that because there were so many scriptures, there's so many passages that kind of made this point. So it said, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Or some uh, versions say, "Well, if only I could touch him, I will be made well." Immediately, the fountain of her blood has dried up. Was dried up, and she felt her body. She felt in her body that she was healed of this affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had left him, it said virtue had left him and had gone out of him. That power turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched my clothes? And this was so interesting because he was on his way to, to heal another. Uh, I think it was Jairus's daughter. He was on his way with the disciples to heal, heal that. And I thought that was interesting because this particular young lady who he was about to heal came from a family of means. And, and that just captured me because sometimes we don't believe we don't have faith or we lose faith because we don't think we're, we're worthy. We, we, we want to wait till our situation improves before we even approach God. Isn't that something? Isn't that deception? (laughs) Isn't that, and Jesus in his going in his moving, he said, who touched me? And I thought that was so beautiful. I thought that was so like Jesus. He said, who touched me? But then the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Oh, I think that was beautiful because we're not going to get into it, but please read this. But to be unclean, I mean, if you read the Old Testament, they made you feel bad. I mean, they really made you face shame. I mean, you had to be put up. And But this woman took a chance. She said, if only I could touch him. And they said, "For 12 years. That made me think that don't give up. <laughs> don't give up on your prayers. 12 years. What if she would have said, Lord, I just, you know, it's, it's not for me. I've been taken advantage of. They did this, this person did to this. You know, you go out to lunch with people and they recall every person that harmed them. And and I'm not minimizing that because that's serious. But Jesus just stopped. He said, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what happened to her, told the whole truth. He said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Daughter, your faith. Has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Isn't that beautiful? Your faith has made you whole. The word translated whole is, is well saved um, is, is the Greek word sozo and 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 from and and I love this because it's like to save. Your faith has saved you. Your faith um, has has delivered you and protected you. And he said, well, hold up, but I thought it was the power of God that healed her. So that's confusing. How did the faith make her whole? But I love Jesus because he he just really showed us that we needed to participate in this thing. Amen? That we are co-heirs. We are co-laborers. And that her faith, her stretching, her reaching, her saying, I got I to go to him. If I could just touch the, the hem of the tallit, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I may be whole. Our faith can make us whole. Our faith can make us well. Not faith in faith in our power, but faith in his power. Amen. I think sometimes we get it twisted. We just think that, okay, Lord, I've been good. I had, I had three days of praying in the morning. I got up, I went to the gym. I I read the word. I I, I gave, I gave some, I gave $5 to the homeless person. Okay, now I'm going to come to you. And now I'm going to ask you again to deliver my, my child. And God, no, it's your faith in his power. We are not left comfortless we are not left without power we are not left without anointing i think sometimes we forget who we are we go into work with a defeated power and we don't know the living god is living on the inside of us so demons have to tremble i walk by faith and not by sight i have been bought and i have been redeemed we sometimes forget who we are in Christ. And that's where the word of faith comes in. We have to really know that I may not be where I want to be, but I'm going to read these scriptures and prophesy over myself so that I may become what the word says I am. How about that? Why don't we use our mouths to make us whole? Why don't we speak to our situations to make us whole? God, Lord, I just love what you're doing in this church. But I pray right now that we will trust you like never before, that no one will be lost in this church, that we just say, you know what? This is not my best. This is Lord. You have so much more for me. I'm not an old woman. I'm not an old man. There's still life in me because the Holy spirit is in me and it quickens and it, and the word sharpens and we have the power of the Holy ghost living on the inside of us. How can we not be changed? How can we not be changed? And and so we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith, hope, and expectation, faith, hope, and expectation. She had faith, hope, and she expected a miracle. She expected a miracle. So I just want you to know that Jesus, when he said, go in peace, your faith has made her whole. He said, he he affirmed her. He affirmed her in front of the crowd. He called her daughter. We, We sometimes forget who our daddy is, who our Abba is. And sometimes we have to renew our minds, renew our minds to who he is. And what we are to him. I think we walk around as orphans sometimes by Thursday. You know, we know, we, we know we're created in God on Sunday, Monday, it might linger. But then by Thursday, we're just like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. But once we realize, and that's why I love the worship today, because it was full of declarations about who he is and who we are and what our position is in him. So our faith can make us whole. It can make us brand new, and the second passage I would like to read is comes from mark eleven twenty through twenty four and this is an interesting one It's about the withered fig tree, and I thought it was interesting because it had some time lapse. Um, and then it, it, it started where they were walking and Jesus saw this fig tree and it wasn't producing like he did and he cursed the fig tree. But then it started when when the disciples had walked past this tree a little bit later on. It says, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. The fig tree which you have cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered him and said to them, have faith in God, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, When you pray, believe that you receive them and ye will have them. Jesus said, have faith in God. Jesus said, have faith. Faith in God. He said that. He told us who to have faith in. He said, "Have faith in God." This scene was in Jerusalem in the time about a few days before his his death. So I I, I like the scriptures of John 15. I like certain passages that kind of get near his death because I, I they hold more meaning for me. Like he's he's saying the the most pertinent things. He's saying those things that he wants us to remember when he's when he's not here physically with us. And so uh in the immediate context he 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 used the fig tree and to 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 really talk about the the barren state of Israel, but I think that it can really relate to where we are today. How are you bearing fruit? What type of fruit are you bearing? Are you holding on? Are you are you just Believing God for your family and holding on for dear life? Or are you bearing fruit? There's people who are going to reject him and people who won't know him. And they will be in a place that you don't want to be. be. They will not be with him forever. But how fruitful are you? You think about that. And it's not a comparison. It's like compared to where you were two years ago. Can you say you're more fruitful? When's the last time you shared the gospel or just shared your testimony? Just, just shared it. Not even, not even evangelistic or a missionary, but just sharing how you came to know Christ. God wants us to be fruitful for him. He desires that. And, and I, I tell you, whosoever says to the mountain, the mountain of whatever you're going through, and we're aligned with God, we can believe that those things will come to pass. We shall have whatsoever we say. We shall have whatsoever we say. So if I say that all these things keep happening to me, all my relationships keep failing, my finances will never improve. I'm tired. If we confess that and we get in alignment with that, we're not getting alignment with what God says that we are more than conquerors. And I just really challenge everyone today to just really think about what does faith in God mean to you? What does what does faith in God really actually mean to you? The same concept applies to placing faith in God. He wants us to get to know him because it's hard to trust somebody you don't know. I remember when I met my husband, I didn't trust him right away. Right. Who's this guy? Right. Uh, he says a good thing. He says he's going to do this. He says he's going to do that, but I don't know. Right? So when you spend time with them, when you see their character, when you see them under pressure and when you see them with their family, Lord help me, you really get to sense who they are. And then I began to like, trust them. Like I'll be there at six. He was there at six. What a concept. I began to trust him. He said, who did you used to date? Goodness, Lord help me. I said I was coming. Why are you acting surprised? Oh, you're here. Oh, he said, who did you use to date before me? Jeez, <laughs> deliver this young lady. But I had to trust him and it's hard to trust somebody. If you're not reading about his character, in the word, if you're not spending that quality time with them, we say this all the time at church. We are the church, but we are just motivating you and we're encouraging you to know God for yourself. If you're relying on the food and the word and ingesting doctrine and, and faith on Sundays, you're going to have less faith. You won't have faith in God. You'll begin to have faith in yourself. And then you'll grow frustrated. And then you say this thing won't work. And I think that's what's happening. People who are turned away from the faith, whether it be young people, or people who walk with God for a long time. you can usually tie it to a string of circumstances that did not work out. And they said, God, fix it. And God said, that's not my will. You know, God, fix it. Then it didn't work out the way they wanted to. Or a person betrayed them and it didn't work out the way they wanted to. And then they said, well, I'm done with this thing. You can always tie it to where they took the control and they began to trust in their own abilities to rule their life. They didn't have faith in God. They had faith. In themselves and we want to make sure that deception that delusion that happens is, is really when you have faith in others and you begin to believe your own press and you have self-deception that you are the the final authority you know I'm experienced and I know I've been there before and there's no other way to think about it you that self-deception is we all fall into it and then we said oh Lord I didn't even that's my way I, I didn't even consider I didn't even acknowledge you. I didn't even pray, really earnestly pray. You know, Lord, you know my heart. No, no, I didn't really submit all my fears, all my decisions, all my options. Because that's where disappointment comes. One disappointment at a time. One, one heartache at a time. And then we're just turning away slowly from God. We can have a confident faith in him because we know him. He did miracles for the Israelites before so they could trust him. God just doesn't want us to have blind faith. He wants to know. He wants us to know what he's done before in the Bible and what he's done for for us in our lives. So what disappointment has caused you to stop believing in God's goodness and God's timing? What disappointment, if you could just think about that for a second. What disappointments are just pulling you further and further away from God? Have you stopped praying in faith for a particular thing? Just, uh, I'm tired of that. You know, she's not listening. He's not listening. Nothing's going to change. This world is evil. You just, you know, I'm just not praying about that. I don't want to hear nothing. I just want to be blind to it. Have you stopped believing? Have you stopped believing in faith? And the deception that God is not enough. We get that days. You know, you get the, the not the departing from the faith, like I'm leaving God, but I have God, but there's this way. I'm, there's some new age stuff. There's some horoscope. There's, there's other ways that we add to it. And, and there's a mixture that's unhealthy. So we have to have faith in God. And prayer of faith, I want to close with this: the prayer of faith. We talked about this on um, Thursday. Um, we have intercessory prayer, and we've been doing some fun stuff. Um, all of us: Sandy, Demetria. We, we about thirteen to fourteen of us, sometimes more. We just really have been going through the various types of prayers, the various types of intercessory prayers. And we take like about 10 minutes to kind of seal that. And we all teach each other what they are. So because we believe that when you teach it, right, you know it. Amen. We're, we're getting it in our spirit. And so we were talking about what does the prayer of faith mean? What does a prayer of faith mean? And some Christian believes that it's only for, you know, it talks about the elders pray the prayer of faith of those who are sick. But the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, what does that mean to you? Do you just pray begging to God? Oh Lord, if you just do a little bit, or is it based on the scriptures? We have scriptures in which we base our faith on because sometimes we're not in it, we're not feeling it, but we know his word will not return to him void. And so I'm encouraging you all to have the prayer of faith in your life. And I just wanna pray this right now. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We come to you asking you, Lord God, to increase our faith, Lord God, and not our circumstances, Lord. We walk in faith and not in fear because the Lord is on our side. We will not fear what man could do to us, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to open our eyes to any areas of fear in our lives, areas where we have not trusted, that you are the root, Lord God. Lord, your word says faith coming by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And we will build up faith by reading your word and acting on it. Thank you, Father, for the hedge of protection that you bring in response to our faith. Thank you, Lord, that through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we could come confidently, confidently to your throne. Lord God, and you will bring safety to our homes, to our children, Lord God, knowing that your angels are always on guard, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Help us to pray in faith, Lord God, and when sometimes we're not feeling it, Lord God, help us to speak the word over our lives and speak the word repeatedly, meditate on the word, and therefore our faith will rise up, Lord God. Help us to get around faith-filled people Lord God, so therefore we can talk about faith. We can talk about what God, is, what God is doing in our lives, Lord God, not talking about what this person said and gossiping, Lord God, but, but talking about the things that God has given us to accomplish, Lord God, and talking about something victorious that happened in another person's life, Lord God. Help us to, to, to talk faith-filled words, Lord God. Help us, Lord, not depart from you. It's so easy. Even the elect, Lord God, can be deceived. Lord, help us to study your word like never before. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be thorough, Lord God. It has to be line upon line. Let's read the whole counsel of the word, Lord. We have so many tools to help us. We have so many apps to help us. But help us just to do it. Help us to make your life our lives and you a priority. Help us Lord, not just to have a Sunday faith, but help us to have a for real, for real faith. And I really believe that our, our, our faith tank will grow weary. Our faith tank will be lessened if we're not filling it with his word. And if we're not speaking words of life, where we'll be like spiritually anemic. You ever been anemic before? You know, you're still able to function, but you just just don't have any energy. How many of us want our faith to be energized this morning? And so if you're with family, touch your family nearby, hold your hands up and and, and think of your family, think of your friends, think of the impact that God wants you to have. And we're going to declare faith, hope, and expectation over us. And I just really see this being posted on refrigerators, on walls, and we are going to declare this over ourselves, our churches, our communities, Lord God, because we're not just going to sit around passively and watch the world happen. We're just not going to sit around And say, did you hear what happened today? Oh, that's sad. We're going to declare some things because our words can shape things around us. He says, you will have whatsoever you say. You will have whatsoever you say. So let's say the word of God together as a family. And I can just say it. It's a lot, but just be in agreement with me. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please you. For whoever would draw near to you must believe that you exist and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. My alignment is more important than my assignment. I will stay in position seated in the chair of faith. I will wait on you. My faith is growing. I will have faith in you father. I am rooted and grounded in your love. Your perfect love casts out fear. I will not respond to trials as the world does. I will fix my thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. I will think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We are already victorious. Your word declares that you will exceed my expectations. I expect your will in my life. You are purifying my desires. I will remain in continuous fellowship with you. All things are possible to me because I believe. I am made in the image of God. I will present my body as a living sacrifice by the mercies of God, holy and pleasing to God, which is my reasonable service. Confusion does not come from you. So I declare God's intended identity to rule and to reign in my life and the lives of others. I serve you with my body. I relate to you with my spirit. I am relational because you are relational. I relate to my family, my church, and my community with the power of the Holy Spirit. We at Calvary Life will trust the word of God. Our faith affects those around us. We will not lose hope over world events, disappointments, and failed relationships. We will not allow the enemy to steal our hope Our hope is in the Lord. We are not lukewarm. Our faith is like a fire. The hotter it is, the more we can do with it. Our faith comes from you. Our faith is in God who can make us whole. We are healed and set free and delivered. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.